I was able to understand that kidney failure was now my life. My transplant was November 10th of 2019. I came out of surgery bright and early morning of Veterans Day. Hey, Coach Lori here. The reason I bring you these people twice a week is I want people to know there is hope. I want you to know there is an act too. And if you are in a place where you have reinvented your life and you're ready to do a podcast or write a book, join me for my masterclass this Friday. It's a one hour masterclass. Email me at lawcoach, L-A-C-O-A-C-H at comcast.net for all the details. Now let's get to it. Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news. It is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day, and some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Wellness Mama Laura. Laura Lewis, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. You are most welcome, Lori. I'm so glad to be here. I love that you are Wellness Mama, and there's so many things about your your life and your story that I love, but why don't you start by telling us about the life you're living now and what you love about it? I am a brick and mortar business owner alongside my husband, Casey. He and I own and operate a furniture and mattress store in our hometown and live just a few minutes away from there. So we're super grateful to have an opportunity to serve our community, those that need comfortable homes. Alongside that, I've actually been building another business to help and have other streams of income and things to help provide for my family to have a break every now and then. As that's been a steady build, there's been some things through some of what has gone on in the world in recent years that has not allowed our furniture business to be where we thought it would be five years in. That's why we had chosen to do something else alongside that. And I'm very grateful because one day we do hope to be able to step back from that and maybe even completely allow some time off for my spouse especially. I mostly work from home and so I'm grateful to have that opportunity to still be raising our children and doing all things that having household requires. You have a brick and mortar, you have your own home business, so you you are pretty much stay home, you work from home, but you're a businesswoman and I know you've got a pretty big team going on and you're trying to get them all qualified for a trip and what yeah. what has impressed me is I just see the joy in your life and I see the joy in the way you show up. Thank you for that. Of course, there's not always joy behind the scenes, right? I think it's very important to remember that a journey is a journey and all of us have a different one. It's been so encouraging and inspiring to me really to know that I have community and know not only does my story matter, but each of our stories matter. Your story matters. And it's so integral to know not only put out into the world what it is that is important to you, but know that when you put out that positivity and that joy, that it comes back to you. You might not see it immediately, but it absolutely makes a world of difference. I met you online in a group and mm-hmm. I had no idea about your story. I just saw you as this wellness mama. I saw you as this positive person. I saw you show up with joy. And then one day I saw a Facebook post where you shared your story. So will you share that with us? There's many caveats to my story. I am 
a lifelong autoimmune warrior. I have had type 1 diabetes since I was three years old through life's journeys, even being the, as like, quote unquote, good diabetic, like I did all the things you're supposed to do to stay healthy and keep on track as best as I could. I was always considered, you know, what my doctors would say, brittle. And I came into stage five kidney failure. Now, that time I didn't I honestly didn't realize there was five stages to kidney failure. I thought it was four and I was like planning the end of my life. That journey took me into a place at first that was very dark. I got very concerned for obvious reasons. I saw young children at home. My son, who's the youngest in the crew, it was only three at the time, knowing that this is what we were facing. My family and I had to have some really tough conversations, some really serious conversations. Mind you, that diagnosis came to me right at the beginning of the holidays. And I told my doctors, I said, please do not sugarcoat this for me. I can handle this. I need to hear exactly what I'm facing because I, you know, I have a lot to work to worry about and, and all of these other components to my life. So fortunately they didn't sugarcoat it for me. I was very kind of demanding to know that that's not what I wanted. I needed to know all the things. We had the conversation about what kidney failure meant, what the diagnosis looked like, what the game plan could look like for me to maybe come through this. We talked about dialysis. Long and the short of it is that's what we ended up doing is I went on dialysis. I chose to do bedside at home. It's called peritoneal dialysis. I spent uh, just over a year doing that process. And then I received a successful uh, simultaneous kidney pancreas transplant in 2019. During that time, I was very, very ill, but also had to show on my labs and things that I was as healthy as I could be. I was supplementing very well. I was using a line that I, that is very near and dear to my heart. And it absolutely hands down helped me to be able to get my body into a place that was preparing to accept that miracle really that I received, which was my transplant. And since then, I've, I'm still on this journey of health. And partly why I've been dubbed wellness mama Laura is because it's very important to me to not only share my story, but help other people know that a tough health diagnosis may not, it's not the end for you. There's so much more that we have to share and go through and grow through together. When you got the diagnosis, were you already supplementing? I was very mildly supplementing. Yes, I was, I was like the daily vitamin and that I was just transitioning into the line that I use now, which is a whole food natural supplement that that whole line has really carried me through. And when I first, and this is actually also, I promote this line and this has allowed me to not only feed my body what it needs, because I believe that our bodies can really promote health and heal themselves if we feed it what it needs. But I also believe that just being in tune to your own body and really advocating for yourself is of utmost importance. Just the journey of diagnosis came to me at a time where I was having suicidal thoughts. I was in a, I was going into a place where it was not like me at all. I, I did not take that label of depression, anxiety, any of those sorts of things that could have very easily just sucked me into a place I didn't want to be. And I brought that to my doctor's attention and naturally they kind of wanted to go down the road of let's get you in with psychologists on the team and let's do this and let's try this medication. And I said, no, no, I am bringing this to you because I, this is not me. I am a joyful, 
positive, optimistic person. And the, my thoughts are going to a place which is not me. And I know that I don't want to go down that path. I appreciate the help that you're trying to offer, but I no thank you. It's not for me. I chose to go in a different direction. I chose a more natural uh, path. And I'm so grateful for listening to my body because I may not have ever got the actual diagnosis of the what the actual problem was. I asked for a full lipid panel. I asked for all these things to be checked. I asked for these numbers to be re-verified that we'd been on a close watch with for years. Because mind you, I was type 1 diabetic. I had these things that we watched. I was very in tune with my body and with my labs and with my doctors. I chose to dig a little deeper, not take the, well, this could be a thing. And turns out that some of those issues that I was dealing with was actually stemming from a different medication that I was on. I was able to get myself off of that medication. I was able to understand that kidney failure was now my life situation at that time. And all of these things just kind of came to a head at Thanksgiving of 2017. (laughs) My transplant was November 10th of 2019. I came out of surgery the Bright and early morning of uh, Veterans Day, actually. And then we ran right into COVID. We sure did. Yep. Within wow. within less than six months. Yep. So I'm a strong advocate for Donate Life. I really am a strong advocate for that. It's uh transplant is a whole another world. And I'm very grateful to have got to, to be a part of that. And I am very grateful to, you know, the family that chose to make the decisions that they had to in order for that to be something that was able to help me and others. Since you brought it up, I've always been an organ donor, but it is interesting to me how many people aren't, and it's only because they're not informed. So what would you like people to know about signing up to be an organ donor. That I appreciate and love that you are an organ donor. And I also am too, even though I kid with my family and think there's how many times can we recycle what? So (laughs) I would really like people to know, unfortunately where I live, it's, it's very easy to be a donor because it's just a check mark on your license. Okay. Some other states you have to go and, and actually register on the website. What I want people to know is if you choose to be a donor or not, you can't Everybody cannot be a donor. There's a very rigid process in order for that to happen. People die every day waiting for transplants. I'm a very lucky few that had a successful journey in this. I've had in the last year, three friends that I've been a support person to that did not get to see that journey to the end. They did not. They passed waiting. What I want people to know is all life-saving efforts are going to be given to you. If that's, you're not going to be treated any differently than anybody that's not on the donor list. They're not going to just know that you're a donor and, you know, wait for your body to be ready for that process. It's not, that's not the way it works at all. The medical care and respect that you were given is just the same as if you were not a donor. So I just want people to understand it's a good and beautiful thing and can really help a lot of people. I don't know the exact statistic or or number, but I think it's somewhere in like up to eight people could be saved by one person's choosing to be a donor. That's an absolutely beautiful thing. Some people believe very differently and that's okay. What I believe in that process is that I don't need my body when I'm 
no longer living. And so if I can help somebody else, that's an absolutely beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that is, there was a movie that came out and people tend to think that if they're a donor, the life-saving efforts will not be made. And so I'm so glad you brought that up in Washington state where I am also very easy. You just check it on your license. Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. I am all about aging gracefully. Did you know we stopped making collagen at a certain age? And did you know powdered collagen has to go through your whole digestive system? So I am a big fan of Glow Liquid Collagen. It helps me age gracefully, inside and out. To order, check the link below. By the way, if you order two at the same time, free shipping. Or if you would like to be an affiliate, make a little extra cash, click the affiliate link. One of the things about you being stuck in bed on dialysis is that's when you built your side hustle, so to speak. And not only did you build a business, you also became a qualified vehicle driver for this business. So you got a business, a car, you got to help people, and it helped you get in a place where you could actually get the transplant. That to me was so amazing when people have excuses. You right. have, you have done a thing that defies all excuses. I don't often look at myself like that. So thank you. I appreciate the compliment. That's true. I think I finally actually counted it out 46 days from start to earning my vehicle stipend with my company was, yeah, I was on a 10 hour treatment. I was connected to a 30 foot cord for 10 hours every single day bedside at night. And I was connecting to my machine at 7.30 at night so I could be off by 7.30 in the morning. So long as there wasn't any complications in the evening. <laughs> I was still working full time at the time and helping my husband get our other business established because being a brick and mortar business owner and not a franchise owner, we got to create all the systems, bring in all the inventory and do all the things. That was a very pivotal time of life to where he really needed my support and was a little bit apprehensive about me deciding to do this other thing while he needed me to do what we were working on together. But being a part of the community, hands down, just helped me really come through all of that and be able to move forward with the positivity and the joy and the optimistic outlook that I choose to have every day. Well, and then, like you said, when COVID hit, the brick and mortar buildings struggled. So yep. you have created this new thing. It helps sustain your family, right? Yes, it did. It helped me get out of a vehicle that was not really very safe. I it was honestly, it started shaking and giving that red triangle of death on the freeway when I was driving. Can't leave the dealership without a Jeep. We were driving to Portland and driving for Uber Eats. I was building my other business along the side. We were doing all that we could when the government shut our business down. We were still in a build on that too. Here we are, we're five years in on the brick and mortar and we're still trying to come out of it, really. It's been an interesting journey because we had between us, my husband and I have 13 years experience in the industry that we chose to build our brick and mortar business business in and the patterns that were once there are still no longer. They're just not there. Boy, if I was a fan of roller coasters, this would be one. I'd like to get off of this one, you know, if we could. What would you say in this journey were some of your biggest challenges? The biggest challenges that I face is really being a part of, of a community that is uplifting, inspiring, encouraging on the same path and mentality as myself, like helped me so much because 
being a brick and mortar business owner and building something from the ground up with our own capacity is very difficult. We don't have a lot of support, any friends, family, all of that that you think, oh, we're, of course, anytime we need a mattress or a couch or whatever, we'll be there for you. That typically is not reality. So we've got loyal customers. Word of mouth advertising is the best thing ever. I have learned and grown through so much knowing that the hardest part of what what we've been through is feeling isolated and alone, feeling like one more thing. I can't handle one more thing. I have also seen just the strength that I didn't know that I had come from places just so deep within. When I take a moment to sit back and reflect on all we came through. I, I just come back to community. And you talked about this positivity and I look at how you got this diagnosis and then you were struggling with depression and mm-hmm. now you've got to be on dialysis. You got to get yourself healthy to maybe get, maybe get a transplant. How did you keep yourself on track with that? How did you deal with that? I didn't want to be an outsider looking in anymore. Was that a point where, especially we connected to a machine, my husband, oh, bless him, because being in a relationship with someone that has a chronic illness, that puts a lot of potentially unexpected things on your plate. He had to take on a lot more than he had signed up because we not only were building a brick and mortar, we had children at home still, we had animals to care for, we had all other just responsibilities of day-to-day life that he had to really step up and, and take care of. I felt like this is kind of dark in a way. Like, so I felt like I was an outsider looking in. Like I was seeing my family grow and bond and all of this kind of like without me. I was removed from it. I didn't want that to be my reality. I I wasn't, you know, if the Lord was ready to take me home, that's on him. But I, it wasn't going to be what I signed up for. I wasn't going to just lay down and die. Absolutely not. What kept me going was... I mean, I just didn't even think about it. It wasn't a choice. It was like, I just had to put one foot in front of the other and keep going and know that for whatever reason, I had a journey that I was on and I was just hoping and praying that maybe there was a purpose for this at the end of it all. In the middle of it, I I don't think that I really fine tuned in on, on that aspect necessarily because it was just, a, I was in survival mode. I couldn't, I wasn't going to let my family go on without me. I wanted to see my daughter graduate. I wanted to see, my son was just in preschool at the time. There were still things I wanted to do. Into COVID, I actually have a 2020 grandbaby. My transplant was in 2019. I was still recovering from transplant when we got the phone call from our oldest daughter and her husband that said, we're expecting. And I, yeah, I have a beautiful grandbaby. She's about to turn three. My youngest is only eight. My son and grandbaby are closer in age than he is to his sisters. <laughs> so it's the cutest thing. We have a, you know... Little Unky, she follows Unky around and thinks he's the coolest, the coolest cat around, you know? That's really what it was. I had to find something, whether it's your animal, your neighbor, you have a family you're raising, you find something that needs you. You just can't quit. You just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Look for joy in even the smallest things. In the length of my illness, I spent nearly between dialysis, transplant recovery, all of these things. I spent nearly four years not being able to exercise really. My core muscles were not supposed to be pressed and stretched and all the things. So I finally got okayed 
probably the last year of my journey through that to start walking at least try to do a little bit you know I take these little three pound little bars with me and I'd try to walk and I could make it around the block and then it got a little bit farther and looking for the smallest things to just find a little bit of joy like nine months out of the year it's a little gray here so it can be a little difficult for that piece of green grass the leaves changing on the trees the little dog that looks like he's smiling at you just a a baby passing by or a person just smiling and it's hard to find the people smiling sometimes and I took notice of that too that like even on my worst day I would try my best to just smile at someone it's so incredible what a simple smile can do looking for positivity and just trying your best to have a a positive mindset a book, a quiet moment. Behind Laura is forever grateful. I hear so much gratitude and I'm so glad you made it through this journey. And I know that for some people, maybe if they're older and they don't have a family, they may give up. They may not think yeah. if I go through this. And that's why stories are so important. I am so grateful that you shared your story and I'm so grateful to know you. When you think about life and What's important to you? What do you really want people to know overall? What I really want people to remember and know overall is that mindset is key. Positivity can get you so far. I think that's really the most profound thing I want you to stick with and take from this is to just stay positive. There's so many hard things we all deal with. There's so many hard challenges people face today. And it's so easy to look at the negative. If we can simply switch our mind and find the positive in everything, you'll find so much growth and appreciation and gratitude for just living the day to day. You said it's hard. And that's the thing. I think people Mm -hmm. think people who are smiley and joyful, like it's easy. It is way harder to choose positivity. And when Mm -hmm. my kids were little and I was in a difficult situation, I'd heard about a gratitude journal. I started a gratitude journal. And in the beginning, I had a hard time finding anything. Now I'm really good at it. But did my circumstance change? No. Did my attitude change? Yes. And I was able to focus on then start finding more things that were positive because when we always are looking at the negative, that's what we attract. I feel like the hard work you did in staying positive when you had a diagnosis and you were on a waiting list for your life, I just think is so incredible. Yeah, it took a long time. And I first I could have been told no, I spent nearly a year just literally jumping through all the hoops and doing all the extra things to even hopefully get listed for transplant, let alone waiting for the process and keeping those things going when I was on the list to fingers crossed to get that miracle at the end. I can't imagine. Wow. I always ask people what they're reading. Okay, I have quite a list. My currently, I love Audible because I'm blind in one eye too. That's a journey and a story for another day. <laughs> I'm currently reading Chop Wood, Carry Water by Joshua Medcap. Since January, I'm like 52 books in. Wow. So that's if more than need, one a week. If you need a recommendation, <laughs> let <Awesome>. me know. <laughs> if someone wants to reach out to you and get a book recommendation or anything else, how do they find you? On all of my social media, I, if you search Wellness Mama Laura, 
I will most likely pop up for you. I'm Laura Lewis. Look us up, Hometown Comfort Station. What city, what state? That's in Lebanon, Oregon. You are choosing joy and you are choosing gratitude. And yeah, you got your miracle, but that doesn't mean life is easy. Right, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like when I get through with this interview, I get to help my mom continue to plan my dad's service. My kids lost two grandpas in eight months of each other. There's always something going on. And it's definitely just brings me back to positivity. I have a cousin that works for the post office that actually delivered something to me yesterday. And she's like, can I ask you something? How do you keep going? How do you keep doing all the things? And I'm like, I didn't know there was another option. My health and wealth business that I've built, I really focus on gut health and aging healthy. I don't believe in anti-aging. Anti-aging. I love, okay, let me tell you one thing. I love that I got to turn 40. Okay, this might start the tears because... I was facing not surviving that. Like my mom, my sweet mom, oh my gosh, just be raising me as a single parent most of my childhood. Okay. Um, could you imagine a type? I couldn't imagine as I see my own children having to teach them how to do insulin injections, how to monitor their blood sugar, how to maintain, you know, what they're eating. And this was in the eighties. So it was different than it is today. There's a lot more freedom that a type one day that it can have now that I didn't have at, at that time. Just knowing that journey that she was on, I just appreciate my mama so much. I got to turn 40 last August. Oh my gosh. I had a party and it was wonderful. And I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> like It was not because we'd also during COVID purchased a home for the first time as a couple and did some remodeling and I had lived with no kitchen for a year and a half. So I was so excited to have people finally come and see my kitchen and no longer be what I, we were calling it glamping because I had like fold out tables and an air fryer and a microwave and of course a hot water coffee pot thing that I could still make my mojo. And yeah, one more thing. Let me tell you something else I went through. The reason I choose to focus on gut health and why this was such a perfect alignment for me is that autoimmune issues are rampant. There's over a hundred. Last time I checked, there was like 80 something. And then within six months we were saying, oh, there's over a hundred autoimmune diseases now. Holy cow. That is incredible to me. And many of them are, are, you don't see them. You think the person looks normal. You Like I still, having a successful transplant, having very healthy supplementation, it's a fine balancing act for me because I can't get too healthy because really as a transplant patient, my body could stop being tricked into thinking these organs belong to it. And if I risk that, then I risk going back to insulin, back on dialysis, back to facing my own mortality. I love knowing that these chelated minerals and antioxidants and things that I'm feeding my body, I can't give it too much because if my body doesn't need what it just releases the excess. I love knowing that our type one hydrolyzed liquid collagen helps my joint. I still have extreme fatigue some days, very, very minimal compared to where I used to be. But if I need to take a day of rest, I have to recognize that and just let my body have rest. So that's where that list of books, <laughs> knowing that I have these supplements that work synergistically together, it's not going to harm my body. I'm not going to give toxicity really to my system because it's not going to hold on to things it doesn't need. Knowing that gut health is the primary focus of the supplements I promote, it aligns completely with what I already believe. I believe that, could you imagine if me at three years old had an opportunity for transplant 
it just wasn't an option for me until I was literally facing my own mortality and kidney failure. That's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. If this kind of education was available to my mom and to me to be able to provide that to my body at a much younger age than it was available, my journey could have looked a lot different. I don't look at that in a negative way because I have to know that me sharing this to other people is where this journey was meant to take me. There's a reason I have survived domestic violence and health problems and transplant and financial challenges and depression and all of these things. There's a reason I've came through it all because every little caveat to my story could help someone. That's what I'm here for. Grateful for every breath in my lungs. And I would add, you said so that I can, but I don't think that's the case. I think you are, you are and have been all along the way. And that's what amazes me is you're walking this journey where you could have been really selfish and yet you're helping other people get health and it's reflected because you became a, a Jeep driver. You you got your car stipend, meaning you're helping other people get their health back all mm-hmm. while you were in a, in a struggle. Laura, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate our time together so much, Lori. Have you heard, if not now, when? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book, to create a podcast? Check out Leaving a Legacy at www.coachlaurie, that's coach, L-A-U-R-I-E, dot com. And let's get started on your second act now. Three things we learned from Laura. Be grateful, be an organ donor, and it's okay to celebrate your own birthday party. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.